Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 877, for Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. This is the BGG Top Ten Edition, a quarterly look at the top ten ranked games on Board Game Geek. This data is from July 1st. We do have one game falling out after two quarters back in at number 10. Down 1 to 11 is Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with a rating of 8.152, which is a decline of just one point, its second consecutive decline for a total of six points. But uh, that does end its brief run back in the top 10. It spent four out of the last five quarters, not counting this one, at number 10, and it peaked at number 9. And it may return, but I think it's, it's perhaps not likely to return soon. There's a 17-point gap between itself and the current number 10, and uh, that game is not really losing ground. So losing one spot for the second quarter in a row, so losing ground in that way, uh, at number 10 is Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.169. Again, 17 points more than Spirit Island, but a gain of four points from last quarter, which means it has eradicated or uh, removed the losses that it had over the preceding two quarters, and is now back again to being just four points off of its all-time peak of 8.173 which it set way back in October of 2021. Well, I guess it's not way back. It's just like a year and a half ago. That mark, though, of 8.169 is, once again, the highest rated uh, number 10 ever for uh, you know for number 10 game for this list. The previous mark was 8.158, 11 points worse back in January. So that's an obliteration of that rating. And so here's an interesting and direct comparison. You know, I've talked many times before about how there has been some ratings inflation over the years. Uh, here's a clear example of that. Star Wars Rebellion peaked position-wise at number five. It spent all of 2017 at number five, six years ago. And its rating now is higher than it was at any point during the year it was number five and yet it's number 10. After continuing its slow ascent all the way up to number 8 last quarter, stepping back a spot to number 9 is War of the Ring, the second edition by Roberto Dimeglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepotello, published by Ares Games, with a rating of 8.173. Just four points better than Rebellion, but it's a gain of five points for War of the Ring, so it actually stretches its lead just a little bit from three to four. The game that has displaced all of these, after spending two quarters at number 12, jumps four spots all the way up to number eight, Dune Imperium, by Paul Denon, published by Direwolf, with a rating of 8.178. Five, better than War of the Ring, nine, over Star Wars Rebellion, and 26, better than Spirit Island. That's because it has had a 33 
point jump to get up to number eight. Dune has been very consistently climbing. This quarter, its increase was 33 points. Last quarter, it was 32. The quarter before that, it was 32. The quarter before that, it was 29. So right around 30 points a quarter has been what Dune has been about all year, well, for the last year. Repeating at number seven for the third time in a row, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.205, 27 more than Dune, a decline of 10 points from last time. You may recall that uh, there was a lot of ratings shenanigans going on last time as brass ascended to the top and then there was some ratings bashing going on. Well, all of that has kind of moderated at this time, and most of the games that saw big hits last time are seeing normal hits uh, being taken to their ratings. So, for example, this last time Jaws of the Lion had a decline of 22, 10 is more in line with how much it's been losing. This is its fifth consecutive decline, though, for a total of 65 points. And its gap to Dune is, as I said, 27 and yet Dune has been gaining 30 or so every quarter, so seems like a safe bet that Dune will pass Jaws of the Lion next quarter. Repeating at number six for the third consecutive quarter, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.232, 27 more than Jaws of the Lion, and a decline of six points. This is its ninth consecutive decline, where it has lost 55 points during those nine quarters of decline. Note Jaws of the Lion in just five such quarters has lost 65 points, or 10 more. Uh, The gap between terraforming Mars and Jaws of the Lion is expanding, so they are getting further apart, uh, 27 points this quarter, but it was 23 points last quarter, and Uh, 11, the quarter before that. Meanwhile, of course, its gap to Dune is narrowing from 135 to 93 to 54, a 39-point swing this quarter. Still, it seems unlikely that Dune will catch terraforming Mars next quarter, although it will likely be quite a bit closer. Two quarters. I'm going to say first of the year. Repeating at number five, For the third quarter in a row, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.242. Ten, more than Terraforming Mars, but it has only had a one-point decline. Though this is its fourth decline over the last six quarters, during which it's lost 20 points, it's gapped to Terraforming Mars since it has assumed the reassumed, the number five position, has gone from three to five to ten. So it is pulling away slowly. And meanwhile, let's look at its gap back to Dune. That has gone from 138 to 98 to 64. So a 32-point swing this quarter. Well, at that rate, if it's 32 each of the next two quarters, then we could also expect Dune to catch Twilight Imperium come the first of the year. Repeating at number four 
for the fourth quarter in a row. And it's fifth time on the list. Yeah, it would have been nice if it was the fourth time, and that didn't work that way. Arc Nova by Matthias Vige, published by Capstone Games, with a rating of 8.303. That's 61 points clear of Twilight Imperium, and a gain of 7 from last time. It continues to gain. Well, uh, Arc Nova's gap to Dune has gone from 167 to 151 to 125, a 26-point swing this time around. But even at that rate, it's going to take five quarters or more than a year for Dune to overhaul Arc Nova. And I'm going to say that that's going to be unlikely because Arc Nova's average rating is 8.53 and Dune's is 8.40. So I don't think it has the underlying numbers to be able to overhaul all the way up to Arc Nova. I'm thinking Dune tops out at number five. Again, presuming that no other games show up. As a reminder, the rating that I'm providing here is the geek rating, where they take the average rating for a game and then they weight it with a certain number of dummy votes. And I think they weight it based on a little bit based on a person's collection or based on other games they've rated. Because I remember many years ago when um, Netrunner was making a a run into the top of the chart. It had a higher rating than many of the games around it, but a lower geek rating. Largely, I think, because it was one of the only games that many people had rated. Who were rating it. Repeating at number three for the second time is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.386. more than Arc Nova, and a decline of 9 points. Now, last time it lost 51, so this is better than that. But the declines it's been having have been more like in the 15 to 18 range. So 9 is actually really on the small side, the smallest decline it's seen since April of 2021, two years ago, when it lost 6 points. However, it is the 18th consecutive decline for Gloomhaven, during which it has lost 235 points. Its gap to Arc Nova has shrunk from 99 points to 83 points, a 16-point swing, which suggests that Arc Nova is going to need at least five quarters to catch Gloomhaven, unless Gloomhaven's decline reaccelerates and Arc Nova can continue to add. Well, we'll see. And maybe only as little as four. Or on the outside, outside chance of three. Repeating at number two for the second time, Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.390, just four more than Gloomhaven, but it only lost six points. Gloomhaven lost nine, so the gap has actually expanded from 1 to 4. This is the 20th decline that Pandemic Legacy has seen in the last 21 quarters, during which time it has lost 111 points. But this 6-point decline is really more back in line with the sort of decline Pandemic Legacy has. It's really only been about a half or a third of the sorts of decline gloom, declines Gloomhaven has been seeing. Also worth noting, perhaps, Pandemic Legacy is the longest-running game in the top 10. This is its 31st 
quarter in the top 10. Second place on that list is Star Wars Rebellion at 27, followed by Gloomhaven and Terraforming Mars with 25. But our number one game has only spent 15 quarters in the top 10. Repeating at number one for the second time, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with a rating of 8.423, 33 more than Pandemic Legacy, but a decline of four points. So it has expanded its lead by two over Pandemic Legacy and expanded it by five over Gloomhaven, although Ark Nova has shrunken the lead by 11. Still, Ark Nova would need two and a half years at this pace to catch Brass. Seems unlikely. This is Brass's second consecutive decline, though, on the heels of all the ratings bashing from last time. It had been only ascending in its first 13 quarters on the list, but during those two, these last two quarters, it's only lost 10 points. For Wednesday, July 5th, 2023.